This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, listener, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I think I should start calling these the Sunday sessions uh, because I've really gotten into a groove of recording episodes on Sundays. However, if you can hear any of the giggling in the background, because I'm not going to edit this, uh, my son also has a play date over and they are having a great time while I'm in here recording this podcast episode. So as you know, we keep things real here because I am here to help guide you into freeing yourself from some of the stories you might be telling yourself about what it means to show up as a high achieving, driven, ambitious human. And one of the things I know about high achievers is they often get stuck into uh, perfectionism. And that is a big part of what I work with many of my clients on is looking at how do we define excellence versus perfectionism and what are you measuring yourself against? So that's a really great question to ask yourself, like perfect compared to what, how do you even measure perfect? So today's episode is going to be a little bit messy. I've got some notes here. We got the kids in the background and I really want to encourage you to look at how much easier things in your life would be if you were willing to just go do the thing without waiting for conditions or circumstances to be perfect and just get started. I'm having a really great time right now in my business because I have put out a call on Instagram. I'm going to be sending out a call this week on my to my newsletter list asking people to support me with some market research because I'm wanting to learn no more about the people who are following me on Instagram, those of you who are listening to me on the podcast. I want to know more about what makes you tick, what part of my message resonates with you, and maybe what part of my message is like, mm, you know what, I love all this part, but this is the thing, Lisa, that just doesn't land with me. So what's really, really interesting is so many of my clients don't resonate with the term high achiever. And I find that fascinating because even the ones who are adamant that they're not high achievers, when I dig in with them, it's very clear that they've been a high achiever their whole life. However, like perfectionism, they're measuring it against somebody else with a higher level of achievements. And because their level of achievement doesn't measure up to the next level of achievement, then for that sake, they must not be a high achiever. So I wanted to kind of give you a definition of what a high achiever is about. And this is somebody who is ambitious, they're goal focused, they're typically um, self-disciplined. So, you know, we get stuff done for the most part. doesn't mean we don't have lapses in discipline, but for the most part, 
um, achievers are somewhat intrinsically motivated, meaning like we can sit down and do the work that we don't necessarily want to do. However, many of us are also externally driven as well. I know I love chasing goals outside of myself. I also love having accountability. And I'm going to be doing uh, another episode around intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic extrinsic motivation um, and how that impacts us because some of us are more one than the other. Some of us are a combination of both. And I really kind of want to unpack that for you. They're also driven by a strong desire to accomplish a meaningful and important goal. And one of the things that I saw coming through on this, these market research forms, so many of you are really wanting to make an impact in the world with your work, just how you're, you know, how you're showing up. Some of you have goals around your physical wellness. Some of you have goals around your money. Some of you have goals around your business. But for the most part, achievers really like to have goals. And the other thing about being an achiever is a high achiever is we typically have, we like to take action. So one of the things that I really love about the men and women that I work with is we can have these powerful sessions. I don't tell people what to do. That's not what a coach does. Sometimes I'm a coach. Sometimes I'm an advisor. Sometimes I, I'm a consultant. I kind of, you know, I have to tune into what my client needs. But so often when my clients get that aha or insight or clarity around what they need, they actually already know the next step to take. They don't need me to tell them. Uh, they'll just go do the thing. And even for me, you know, I had a conversation with my one of my fitness coaches or my fitness coach, I should say, I only have one, uh, it would be counterproductive to have more than one fitness coach. Um, and, you know, we had a great conversation about future goals. And, you know, when I got off that call with her, I didn't need her to tell me what to do. I knew what I needed to do to reset myself and get focused on, you know, what I want to work towards next. So high achievers love to have goals to chase. They get excited about goal achievement. I don't know about you, but I love achieving goals. The difference is now that goal achievement isn't about fueling my sense of self-worth. I just love achieving goals because it's really cool to do extraordinary things in this world. High achievers also really love to be the best. Now, this is also where it can be problematic because we can cross that line of wanting to be the best and, you know, being in the space of always learning and always growing, but it can cross into, and for many of you listening, it presents itself as being really hard on yourself. And there's a difference between being hard on yourself and being able to step back and reflect on what's working and what's not working and looking at how you can improve and grow. But so many of the women and men that I work with, they pick up these sticks and they just beat themselves so hard. Um, and they believe that being hard on themselves, they don't even recognize this. So I can't even say they believe it, but where they're working from is being hard on themselves and not feeling like they're good enough yet is the thing that they often use to motivate them to move forward. So what I see with many high achievers is they're constantly in this place of not feeling good enough. And they typically get into a lot of overdoing, right? Because as an achiever, you learn that the more you can do, the better, the more you'll achieve. And if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know that doing more doesn't equal more. 
And it's only about learning how to do less, how to slow down, how to really prioritize what's the most important for you and then being committed to it. That's what's going to move the needle forward. So it's really about doing less better and kind of cliche, but that slowing down to speed up. Because if you're going to be a high achiever, one of the main things that you have to start to focus on is prioritizing yourself and your energy. You cannot do all the things and think that, you know, throwing yourself under the bus is going to cut it. So it really is learning how to prioritize yourself, prioritize your energy so that you can continue to achieve things, but really enjoy the journey of it instead of being frazzled and burnt out and overwhelmed, which is another thing that many achievers get into. So I wanted to talk about some of the limiting beliefs that come up for high achievers, the thing that's, the things that actually stop them dead in their tracks, which as I've already mentioned, one is this perfectionism, right? Thinking that everything has to be a certain way. And if it's not a certain way, or if it didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted it, or it doesn't look the way you wanted it, then that it doesn't count then. That's not an achievement. Like if you didn't get a hundred percent, you don't get to count that as an achievement, which is not the case at all. So it's about, again, learning how to enjoy the journey and the journey doesn't need to be perfect. But what, you know, if you get caught into perfectionism, how much is that actually creating this resistance from allowing you to just have what it is you want? So the other thing that high achievers get stuck into is imposter syndrome, like believing they don't belong. So even this week, as I'm going through these forms and I'm recognizing so many of you who have submitted your forms, we're really measuring yourself against other people. So as I already mentioned, it's like, well, she's doing X, Y, and Z, and she's done all these amazing, amazing things in her life. So that's somebody that I would consider a high achiever, yet not even recognizing your own level of achievement. And I'm going to give you a little exercise so that you can actually start to reflect on what you've created in your life. The other thing that high achievers get into is self-doubt, uh, anxiety, and as I mentioned, feelings of not good enough. So this is where we're going to start with this. If you're listening and you're thinking like, I don't even know if I'm a high achiever, Lisa, because this might be the story you're telling yourself. What I would love for you to do is take an inventory. This was a really powerful exercise for me because, you know, back in the day, I wouldn't have classified myself as a high achiever either. I don't know what I would have classified myself as. I felt like there was something missing in my life and I didn't know what it was, but I felt like I was going to spend a lifetime um, searching, searching for that thing that was going to make me happy searching for that thing that was going to make me feel good enough and successful. And that's a whole other conversation around how you define success, because so many of us uh, have never actually paused to look at how we define success. And we don't allow ourselves to feel successful because we've got this really skewed definition around what it is. So going back to being an achiever, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I finally closed down my personal training studio. This was, you know, years and years ago now. And I moved home. I've taken, oh my goodness, you guys, I have taken so many certifications over the years. And I still remember after I'd started doing this, you know, deep personal development work and recognizing so many things about myself, recognizing how much I'd been caught in, you know, not feeling good enough and perfectionism and all of those things. 
I remember coming home and taking out a pile of manila envelopes and finally removing from those manila envelopes all my certifications and laying them on the floor to look at. And it was the first time I'd ever truly acknowledged or recognized what I had achieved. Because to me, I always felt, well, it's not good enough because it's not a university degree. It's not a this, it's not a that. Anybody could have gotten this. And it's just not true. Like I robbed myself of my achievements. I never allowed myself to celebrate them. In fact, I didn't even acknowledge them. I didn't even open the envelopes when they came. So it didn't matter how much education I got, I never felt like I had achieved enough to be good enough, to feel good enough. So the exercise that I would love for you to dive into as you are starting to identify, oh, maybe I am this person. Maybe these things don't need to keep me stuck. Maybe I can step back and celebrate how awesome and amazing I am. That's a, that's a start, that's a start. So I want you to go back in time and I want you to look at all the things in your life that you have done. It could be sporting accomplishments. It could be academic accomplishments. It could be personal accomplishments. But when was the last time you took an inventory of all the things that you have accomplished in your life and actually acknowledge them? Awards that you've won, right? I think about all the awards that I won. I mean, I used to, I know I'm back competing in, in fitness again now, but years ago when I competed in fitness, I wouldn't even watch my videos back of my routines. I wouldn't celebrate the accomplishments that I had on stage. Again, it was just one more thing that didn't feel like it was really good enough. But what was I measuring it against? Nothing. Everybody else was celebrating me, but I was unwilling to celebrate myself. And in fact, a large part of me stepping into my success was doing this exercise for myself and looking back and seeing all the amazing things I have accomplished over my life and over my career, you know, from the courses that I've developed, the certifications I've got, I've written a, written a book, I've won multiple fitness awards, I have coached thousands of women and men around the globe. I've created a multi six-figure business that is highly profitable, highly successful, doing work that I love. Gosh, you know, and I'm even going to celebrate the fact that I made it through a pandemic, right? I'm going to, that's an accomplishment. That is an achievement that I've managed to come out on top. Listen, there's still some stuff there, but you get what I'm saying. I think all of us should give ourselves a pat on the back for uh, not just getting through that. But, you know, for me, I was able to at least in my business, I really thrived. My business grew during the pandemic years. So these are all things that allow you to look at yourself through a different lens. Step outside of yourself. If you wrote down a list, and I would love for you to start with at least 50 things that you can celebrate about yourself, 50 different accomplishments. And listen, if you are a female and you've had a baby, uh, giving birth is an accomplishment, <laughs> all right? I want you to look at all the things you've achieved in your life, all the things you've achieved in your life that you never gave any value to. And how can you soften and how can you learn to celebrate yourself? And how can you maybe redefine 
what success means because I know when I did this exercise and I saw everything laid out on paper and then I looked at the story that I was telling myself that I wasn't successful, there was nothing true about it. It was only true because that was the story I was choosing to tell myself. And if you want to step into your greatness, if you want more out of your life, if you want to be able to make an impact in the world, it starts with first unraveling all the stories you're telling you about yourself, right? So all the stories you're telling you about you, because until we move that garbage out of the way, until we get over this inability to celebrate ourselves, to see our own greatness, to release the perfectionism and the imposter syndrome and the doubt. And listen, I still have days where I can get into a little bit of self-doubt. I still have moments where I have to like, Lisa, like, let it go. Like, we don't need the perfect font on this PDF. It doesn't matter. I don't, I actually care very, very little about that stuff now. I mean, I've been known to launch programs using a Google Doc, not even a sales page, because I just care that little. Because the people who want to work with me, who know that they're destined to work with me, part of what they're getting over is all this details, like I said, imperfection. So I need to model like, hey, we don't need to make this hard. How can I make this as easy as possible for myself? And how can I model that for my clients and my potential clients. So this is what I want you to do. And then I would love for you to pop over to Instagram and let me know what you discovered about yourself when you wrote this list. Maybe you've been telling yourself all these years that you're not a high achiever and you've discovered now that you are. And maybe in recognizing that you're realizing what is possible for you if you really harness the power of being a high achiever because not all of us are wired that way. And how much fun you could have if you weren't death gripping your goals, if you drop perfectionism, if you were able to release those feelings of not good enough and have fun with what you could create in the future. So short but sweet episode, wanted to give you guys a little bit of an exercise. I wanted you to be able to listen and identify, you know, is this me? Because it's, ex it's exciting stuff when you start to identify who you actually are, what is possible, how you can tap into that full potential without feeling like you have to be hard on yourself in order to achieve more in your life. It's exciting times. So I've got some very, very exciting things coming up. If you are interested in um, helping me out with the market research, you can just send me an email at lisa at lisacarpenter.ca. I'm happy to send you off the type form. Unfortunately, maybe I can put it in the show notes. Maybe I'll do that. Check the show notes and see if it's, if it's there. Also, I'm going to be announcing very soon a year-long mentorship that I'm going to be kicking off for a small group of women, because I know what's possible. I know what's possible. I can change your life if you give me a year. And that's what I'm going to be looking at, because this is something that I've been putting off and putting off and putting off. Even I can get into the procrastination. And I've just decided, you know what, it's time. It's time for me to put this program out there to take this group of women through 12 months of discovering who they are without all the bullshit 
so that you can have whatever it is you want, so that you can feel amazing about yourself, so that you understand how to manage your energy, how to make yourself a priority, and how to truly be committed to your goals so that you can have the impact that you want in your life, whether that's impacting other people, whether it's your impact as a parent, whether it's a bigger impact or a more loving impact with your partner, truly this work will change your life. So I'll have more details about that coming out soon. If you're interested in being the first to know, please hop on my waitlist, lisacarpenter.ca forward slash waitlist, and we will be sending you the details as we know um, or as they unfold. So I will let you know as soon as I put all the details together and have real clarity around what that is going to look like. But, you know, I like to announce things imperfectly because, again, you know, I have learned to just take action because action is what will create the bigger outcomes that I want in my life and doesn't need to be perfect. So I encourage you to do the same. So hop over to, to IG, send me an email, let me know what comes up on your list. I would love to hear what you discovered about yourself. and. Uh, I will see you on our next episode.